So Matt, did I tell you that I almost uh, got an office the other day? Wow. Well, I say almost. I say almost is it quite ironically. So I was having a conversation with a uh, really close friend of mine and he suggested that we get an office together. You know, he's like, I found a really good one in this location. Everything's included. This is how much it costs. We, sh- we should get it together. Now, I've worked remotely for as long as I can remember. And um, so has he. In fact, absolutely against offices, like mm-hmm. horrifically so. Mm-hmm. And so you can imagine my surprise when he was like, Let- let's get an office together. So I asked him, why? W- w- what's the motivation here? And he says, because the upload speed in this flat is really bad. And I said, right, okay, what, what's so bad about it? Uh, well, in fact, why do you need more upload speed? Is, is the, it was my next question. He said, because I want to start streaming the work that I do to an audience. I said, fantastic. I said, what's stopping you doing that right now? He said, the upload speed. I said, okay, cool. What, what specifically about the upload speed? He says, well, I could only stream in a really low quality and I couldn't stream video and the audio would be poor and no one wants to watch a video where the audio is poor, the video quality is poor, and you know it's a low resolution i said to him but is it about other people or is it about you Mm. i said you want to take this action yes you've said specifically you want to start streaming this why don't you start streaming it for 10 days to see how you feel about it before you decide to take on such a giant commitment and he said no he said if i'm going to do it i'm going to do it properly which i respect don't get me wrong but what really upset me was that he was confusing tools for the actions. Mm-hmm. You know, and like there's another story which really resonates with me around this is the classic example of a photographer. People want to take photos, but they say they don't have a nice camera. Yes. And so they say, we have to buy a really nice camera before I can take photos. Yeah. Despite the fact that everyone has a camera in their pocket. Mm-hmm. I mean, do you have any other stories like that, similar to that? A similar one, yeah. I have a friend of mine who um, he wanted to start a YouTube channel probably a couple of years ago still waiting for the first video to come out. And uh, he bought, um, he, he has an iPhone, really good iPhone, the latest iPhone. Um, and he bought a camera for that, right? And then he didn't use it for a few months. So he bought a second camera and it still hasn't shot. Two cameras. Two cameras, yeah. Three if we include the iPhone, right? Um, and I'm still waiting for that video. So he can make a small indie film now. Right. But yet nothing, yes. nothing has been yeah. created. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. very interesting. Been created. And I think it's a way, first of all, from the example that you gave, the streaming, right? It makes me think about when I see so many entrepreneurs starting a business, or maybe entrepreneurs actually, starting with an idea. And the first thing that they do is they open every single social media without realizing that, you know, they might look at a bigger business or a big brand, a personal brand, without realizing that those guys... It took them five years to get to that level. They have a team of people that help them Absolutely. get on like every single platform um, and put out content all the time. And so all you're doing is, again, you're relying on social media as a tool rather than taking action on one thing and doing it right. Absolutely. You want to produce content, but you've said, well, unless I have all these channels to distribute the content, yeah. there's no point in producing yeah. it. And I find that really interesting is the idea that it's almost like there's, there's this disconnect between you as the person mm. and the, all the resources you need to do something. And this is this is really common when you look in the kind of like VC and uh, kind of like um, startup world, especially like really scrappy startups, is they actually put, you know, a big, you know, fuck you to the world when they say, I'm going to build this and it's not going to have these features. It's barely going to run on decent code, but it's going to, you know, test what I'm saying yeah. and people may like it and people may not. 
but the people who this adds value to, right, you know, they're going to care about it. And I feel it's the same way when we look at people who confuse tools for actions. It's like, you know, scrappy startups take actions and then they start to look at like, you know, how to optimize what they're doing from the beginning process. Whereas, you know, sometimes intrinsically, we say, well, actually, we're not good enough or we're too, we don't want to be vulnerable. Yeah. We don't want to just do something for ourselves unless it looks like the rest of the world. People forget that it takes years of experience, time and effort to sometimes master these things. But no one wants to start. And if you don't start, how the hell can you, how the hell can you expect a tool to replace the experience, the time, the energy yeah. and the effort as well? Yeah. And when you complicate things with really sophisticated tools you also have to learn how to use them absolutely so it's more difficult for you to take action and it sounds like you're overcomplicating things so that you have an excuse to lose yes rather than going for the win you are playing not to lose and go like you know if it doesn't work out it's not me it's the tool yeah like, i haven't started a youtube channel it's not me i've got i haven't got the right camera right i i, I took the action bought the camera it's just that the cameras are good enough and it's like no you haven't taken the action yes you know, it's like saying, I want to go on a date and I download an app. Yeah. How is that going to work? Mm -hmm, right. Mm -hmm. And so really it's about playing to win, taking responsibility, making it easier for yourself to take that action rather than overcomplicating Absolutely. things. And not looking for an excuse because that, that is playing not to lose. And actually going for the lose, but not taking it personally, going like, oh, there's an external reason why yes. that hasn't worked out. Yes. I'm the victim. No, you don't want to be the victim. You never want to be the victim. You want to take responsibility. I always think, when I think like I'm the problem, because maybe I haven't done something, mm -hmm. I haven't taken it, I've got, yes, that's amazing news. Because if I am the problem, I'm the solution. And you can fix it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. What I really think is important with stuff like this is most people need to enjoy something enough to continue with it. Mm -hmm. And so when you look at things which are challenging or things which require some kind of capital investment or time investment, you need to do it first. You need to take action because you need to know if you enjoy it, right? Otherwise, what you're doing is you're committing to something and you're investing all of this capital, energy and resources, which you could use anywhere, right? So if you're saying yes to this, what are you saying no to? Typical opportunity cost question. Yeah. And when people do that, what they need to remember is that not only could they be doing something else, but they could be doing something else they enjoy. Yeah. So it's like, don't buy these tools. Don't spend this energy, like, do something. Hey, you want to start running? Don't go out and buy those really expensive running shoes. Go for a small run. Yeah, your shoes may suck. Like, yeah, you you may hurt your feet a little bit, but don't go too far. Mm -hmm. Do enough to, you know, they, 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 they call it in America, ooching. Like, to just take those little small steps forwards into things that matter for you. And so that's the same thing. It's like, how could you take some, an incremental step to see if you like something? And then more than that, how could you do it a few times to see if you'd actually stick through it as a habit before you invest in it? Mm. And I'm a really big believer that the peak performers of this world, and I'm sure that they, they'd agree, really enjoy what they're doing. To get past the, the shite, to get past the training, past the pain, past the, you know, the, the nitty gritty things that they don't enjoy, to make those investments, you know, this is a trivial example, but when I was a teenager and I used to skateboard, you know, I would spend hours and hours and hours and hours perfecting tricks. Like, despite the fact that they were, you know, it was painful, it wasn't fun, and I would happily do it. And when I snapped my skateboard, the first thing I'd buy is a new skateboard because it mattered to me so much. And it's a similar situation now. You know, I go to the gym, I work out, or I'll, you know, I do different types of memory training, and it's painful. There's nothing fun about sitting there and attempting to memorize 100 words in five minutes because 
let's be frank, that's a lot of information you have to take in. It's really painful. I enjoy the results. I enjoy the process. So the pain doesn't matter. It's mm. that action. It's like, what, what, what tools could you possibly buy a motorbike because you decide that you're, you, you want to be a biker? It's like unbelievable. It's like such a large investment for something yeah. you don't even know if you enjoy yet. That's true. That's true. You haven't experienced it yet. And yet exactly. you take it for granted. Yeah. And what you said also makes me think that whenever you start a new project, you very often have to switch onto being the creator. Yes. You know, even if it's sports, you have to create a new situation, create a new level of fitness. If you're starting a YouTube channel, you are the creator. Yes. And we are so, in this moment in history, we are trained to be a consumer. Yes. Of information, of videos, of, you know, buying more stuff. Mm -hmm. And so if you want to be a creator and you start doing that by buying a lot of cameras or buying a lot of equipment, well, actually what you're doing is you're being a consumer yeah. and you're making it more difficult for you to switch and become the creator of something else. Because mm -hmm. again, you're reinforcing being the spectator instead of yes. being the, the actor. Becoming a creator essentially of more things you need to look after that you don't even know if you want to look after. Yeah, absolutely true. Yeah. And then there's the, the complexity of having all that ballast. You know, you try something and you bought a lot of equipment. It's a lot more difficult to quit. Like you were saying, you don't know whether you like mm -hmm. it or not. Now it's difficult to quit. So in a way, you don't even want to start because if you do, then it will be difficult for you to quit because you've Absolutely. got all, all this equipment, right? Yeah, exactly. It's like sunk costs. It's when you see the yeah. gambler's dilemma. You're sat around the roulette table or blackjack. You're, you know, a few, a few hundred, a few thousand pounds down. You say, I have to win it back. Yeah. Or, and suddenly it's like, oh, this is a problem. Yeah. It's like you never know if what you're doing is sinking energy and time and effort into something that doesn't serve you anymore. Yeah. Like for the hope of what? Some nominal reward you may or may not care about at this stage. It's... That's it. So peak performance really comes from the passion that allows you to get up and go and take that action. Mm. And so if you're just doing something for the sake of doing something because you like the idea or, you know, like you said, it would be nice to be these things. Like you are a consumer, so it's easy to see what the end game looks like. You know, talent is everywhere. Look on Instagram, look on YouTube, look on Facebook. I mean, dime a dozen, you see people doing incredible feats, you know, triple backflips on this and that and ultimately, you know, punching through walls or, you know, absolutely shredding on the guitar. And that's fantastic. And appreciating that talent is really good. Mm. But it's appreciating that talent is incredibly different to saying, that's going to be me. Yeah. And then taking the action necessary. I had a friend who, when he was learning drums at school, the he started taking lessons before he even had a drum kit. And he, just because he wanted to play really badly. And the teacher said, fantastic. You're the kind of student I like. And he ended up becoming a very successful drummer because when he didn't have a drum kit, he'd go home and on a table, he'd lay down a few different pieces of paper and he'd be like, snare, hi-hat, like whatever. I'll be just to practice the hand movements. And it took him a, mo a, mo a month or six weeks to get a drum kit, but he was practicing in the meantime. So were those skills like transferable? Yes. Were they super useful? Was it ideal? No. But it was enough to say, I have skin in the game in this and I'm willing to continue. It makes me think how very often we look at people who are seen as really successful, say top artists, um, sports people, and we'll look at, okay, I want those football boots. I want that suit. I want that, you know, pair of glasses. Yes. I want that microphone. It will make me into... It will make me the new future, the new football or whatever that is. And it's, that's not how it works. Nope. Right? They got to that level and then they got that. And, and again, it's easy. That's like... It's trying to look for the shortcut, the, the magic wand that doesn't exist. You know, that's not going to make you that person. 
and and actually it like we were saying earlier it is detrimental because you've got all this ballast you don't, you can't experiment to be agile in your action and your choices um which is again it's going to slow you down and i see people do this with information quite a lot you know read a lot maybe buy a lot of books and never read them or read a lot of random books take a lot of random courses watch a lot of youtube videos that have no um no coherent story you know just because maybe just you know just put them in your watch list watch later read later That's actually your basket right and yeah exactly and and the action is not to buy the books to be honest the action is not even to read the books it's to action the books but um yeah getting all these things you know having a pile of books on on your on your bedside table is not the action right but it makes you feel good so and the thing is even chemically when you do this stuff you feel good you mm. get a spike of um dopamine i guess absolutely yeah. Yeah, yeah so you also have to if you're not conscious of it your own chemistry uh, will make you do system. more yeah. yeah what i really like is that in these situations where someone wants to do something like someone wants to do something really badly what what i'd always say is pretend that the only option you have to do this is to do it with everything you have right now mm. you can't spend any money you can't change the way your life is right now so say you're, you're busy and you have no time it's like if you want to do this you have to fit it into your schedule right now you can't remove anything you can't take anything away and you can't spend anything because if you create pain like loads of pain so you can't spend any money you can't move things around like you have to try and slot it in somewhere if you're willing to get through that then there's a good chance that you want to do it and if you can do like i say as a minimum 10 days right yeah. so don't spend anything don't work 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 this into your schedule just find force or force it to happen and see how many times you do it over the course of 10 days and see how willing you are to deal with that pain because if you can one find time for it in your already hectic schedule two do it despite not having the tools or resources so with, a, with some things it becomes a lot easier you want to be a photographer well there's a good chance you have a smartphone if you don't have a smartphone then you know it becomes a little bit more tricky but still ask yourself the question what can i do to pretend I'm a photographer, even if you just walk around for say, you know, four or five, whatever time you can find in those 10 days and you get your thumb and forefinger and you create a little square in front of yes. your eyes and you go, snap, snap, snap. That's better than nothing. It's showing at least commitment and skin in the game. And that's the idea is that like, what's the smallest thing you can do that takes no money and ultimately you can, you can find a way to fit into your already hectic schedule without killing anything else and if you can do that, then yeah, then you can start to bring in the tools. Then you can start to wiggle things around. Then you can start to work out what the opportunity cost would look like. But for me, it's like, that's where you start. In the same way that that's how businesses start. You figure out, well, actually, what, what do I care about? What do I want to do? And then like, will someone buy it? Yeah. That's the main thing. Yeah. Two key points that I take away from what you just said. One is the power of constraints, right? If you have a constraint, that's especially in the age of choice, mm -hmm. that tells you you have to make it happen and you have to figure it out and that constraint really it narrows the amount of choices you can take the amount of actions you can take so instead of choosing you'll take action yes that's really really good um and then you talked about this in a, a different episode change who you change who you are to get different results right so if you stay who you are but you buy more stuff you won't be able to do it but if you change who you are really the cycle is be change who you are, do, change what you do, and then have, change what you have, change your, your, your results. Too often you want to do it the other way around. Yes. It doesn't work. If you do change what you have, 
and then change what that's not going to work and so again it makes me think about this point that you raised in a in different episode change who you are having those those constraints will force you to act in a different way and acting in a different way will give you different results there's like it's maths essentially absolutely no i completely agree with all of that and so look at it this way in the future if you want to take an action start by taking the action mm. don't confuse the tools for it mm-hmm. give yourself those constraints and put in the effort to understand if you are the kind of person who'd be willing to make the sacrifices yeah. to you know spend the money spend the time spend the energy to become either you know incredible or even like whatever your level is at the subjects that you're attempting to play with so you know peak performance of passion and if you want peak performance then you have to know that the passion is there first rather than the other way around yeah I think it's confessional time. So for me, we've learned this the hard way. Absolutely. We did it, right? For me, I, I remember I played guitar many, many years ago and I bought an incredible guitar. It was like a Fender Stratocaster. Thing yes, called, yeah, right? yeah. Red. It was amazing. It didn't make me a better um, guitar player. Actually, it, it kind of, it complicated everything. So I think the action for, you know, if you're listening or watching this is let us know how you did this in the past. How you use the tool instead of taking the action Think about it, let us know in the comments so you can do it in a different way going forward, right? Absolutely. We'd love to hear your stories and we'd love to see more than that. If it's a challenging problem, how we can help you take small action that will make an impact. Love it. Without you having to, you know, essentially invest in the skin of the game. So we're kind of saving you money when you think about yeah. it like that. Yeah. And I'm like what you said, we're here for you. So if you've got a question, send it to us. Absolutely. I mean, uh, you can reach us on, at Matt Sandrini and uh, at Cassie's Kiani which will be in the bio on Twitter and pretty much every other social. Mm-hmm. And so don't worry if you can't spell those complex names. It's we're here to make your life easier. <laughs> we got you. And uh, we'll speak to you soon.